This episode of Eat the Rules is brought to you by You on Fire. You on Fire is the online group coaching program that I run that gives you a step-by-step way of building up your self-worth beyond your appearance. With personalized coaching from me, incredible community support, and lifetime access to the program so that you can get free from body shame and live life on your own terms. Get details on what's included and sign up for the next cycle at summerinandin.com forward slash you on fire. I'd love to have you in that group. This is Eat the Rules, a podcast about body image, self-worth, anti-dieting, and intersectional feminism. I am your host, Summer Inanin, a professionally trained coach specializing in body image, self-worth, and confidence, and the best-selling author of Body Image Remix. If you're ready to break free of societal standards and stop living behind the number on your scale, then you have come to the right place. Welcome to the show. This is episode 223, and I am back co-hosting this episode with Vinnie Wellsby. This is the second episode in our Death to Diets series, and we are talking all about the most extreme and ridiculous diets that we have seen come out in the last few months. Vinny and I have picked our most favorite worst diets that we have seen marketed to us. And we talk about why they are so messed up, why they won't work, and how literally anyone can just make something up and call it a diet now. One diet even says that you have to read a nonfiction book every day and no other genre. It gets more extreme every year. You can find all the links and resources mentioned in this episode at summerinandin.com forward slash 223. Before we begin, I want to give a shout out to Chloe D who left this review. I thoroughly enjoyed episode 114 with Tiana Dobson. She was an entertaining guest on the show and I felt her thoughts and discussion points were so powerful. Thank you so much for another engaging and inspirational podcast episode. Thank you so much, Chloe D. I know I'm reading this review four years after you left it, but that's how I chip away at all these reviews. And that episode that she's referring to with, uh, or they are referring to, I don't, sorry, I don't know your pronouns, with. Tiana is no longer available on iTunes or Spotify or any of the other platforms, I don't think, because after 100 episodes, they they start hiding the ones that were there before. So for example, you would only be able to go back to episode 123 at this point in time. But just so you know, all of those episodes still exist on my website, as well as on the direct Libsyn feed, which you know what, maybe I'll just link to that in the show notes for this particular episode, if you ever want to go back and listen to all the old episodes because this podcast has been on the air since 2014. I will link to that in the show notes for this episode. And that gives you the direct link to Libsyn is where I host my podcast. And so then you can just download the MP3s from there. Someone asked me for that recently. So I figured I'd share it with the world because there's a lot of gems that are back in the archives. I'll probably be rebroadcasting some of those when I'm on a break or a hiatus at some point in time. But anyways, if you're keen on listing them sooner, they are there. And they're always on my website. You can just, you know, put in the URL summerinandin.com forward slash and then put an episode number in there and you'll be able to find them. So yeah, some of the really early ones I probably wouldn't suggest listening to because I don't know, but uh, there might be some stuff in there that I've probably 
changed my perspective on or language around. However, I think a lot of it still holds up and there's some really good ones in there. If you want to leave a review for the show, I would love it. You can do that by going to iTunes, search for Eat the Rules, then click ratings and reviews and click to leave a review. You can also help me out by subscribing to the show via whatever platform you use to listen to the podcast. And you can grab the free 10 day body confidence makeover at summerinandin.com forward slash freebies with 10 steps to take right now to feel better in your body. As always, you can just go to the bodyimagecoach.com if you can't spell my name. This episode was fun. This was, well, I mean, it's kind of sad to be honest, because we were looking at the most ridiculous diets we've seen in the last few months. And it's unfortunate that these things exist and that people are engaging in these things and thinking that like, this is the answer. They're pretty extreme. So we give a bit of a content warning at the beginning. Obviously, we do not recommend doing these at all, like literally run the other way. They are particularly harmful. But we, yeah, we just joke around about how ridiculous it is and how literally anyone can just pull something out of their ass and call it a diet and market it and try to make millions of dollars with no scientific backing, like just literally just picking a number out of the sky and saying, hey, you have to do this for X number of days. Like, it's just like, what? And then at the same time, I'm like, maybe I'm in the wrong business. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. And then we also share from you listeners, the most ridiculous diets that you've tried, as well as the ones that Vinny and I have regrettably dabbled with. I think you're going to love this episode. Enjoy. All right. So, hey, everybody, welcome to Death to Diet Diets. If you're tuning in live, feel free to give us a, a clap or a other noise. Ah, what are these? Oh, thank you. <laughs> Love it. So, quick announcement before we get started is that I wasn't able to change it in the app, but there's been a change to my identity. And that is, I'm non binary, that's not the change, but my. New name is Vinny, V-I-N-N-Y. I've not been able to update the screen thing here, so it still says Victoria. Victoria is not like a dead name to me. It's just, you know, Vinny's, Vinny's just has been a nickname of mine since I was like 14. I gave it to myself. Hello, giving myself a stereotypical male name. Like, there's a clue about what was going on in my brain. <laughs> Yay, well... I'm excited. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, Simba, what are we talking about today? Well, Vinny, should we just do a quick reintroduction of what the show is about and who we are? Uh, yes, please. Go on. You go for it. Okay. So, this is our show, Death to Diets. I am Summer Inanen. I am a professionally trained coach, and I specialize in helping people with body image, self-worth, and confidence. And we each have our own podcasts and, and shows and, and stuff, but we wanted to get together to do this show together to really talk about the ridiculousness of diets and the impact of diet culture on people. And we are not here to make fun of people who diet. We are here to poke holes at the problem with the culture of dieting. So if you're a dieter, we're not making fun of you or shaming you. No, we are. We are. <laughs> no, we're not. Joking, 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 joking. Do you want to introduce you? Yeah, so I'm Vinny OLSV. I'm just updating the fortune cookie, Summer. Maybe, Summer, you can update the fortune cookie while I'm uh, while I'm talking. So I'm Vinny Wellsby. I'm a fat activist, TEDx speaker, best-selling author, all-around incredibly good-looking human being, friend of Summer. And yeah, Summer and I believe that it's okay to be fat, that diets suck balls, and diet culture can just eat our swinging tits. And so that is 
what uh, death to diets is, is is forcing diet culture to suck our swinging tits, basically. Isn't that right, Summer? I mean, that's. I feel like that's really the tagline you should put on your website. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Died culture. Have you considered updating that? Yeah. <laughs> tits. Yeah. And I've noticed today, actually, my top is, I'm fatter than when I wore this top before. And it's like stretched really thin and you can see my bra underneath. And I'm just like, I'm feeling very Kim Kardashian today, you know? Like, I don't know. Yeah. You can see the I see it. orange bra. Can you see my orange bra? I, I can. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering because I wasn't sure <laughs> You're if, like, What's going on if you had just put on too much self-tanner yeah. or... <laughs> No, I just have orange tits. Um, okay, so... Uh, well, everyone's going to head over to YouTube to watch the replay. Oh, so <laughs> I said everyone's going to head over to YouTube to watch the replay of the right. video now that you uh, See these globes, <laughs> these orange globes. So while I'm thinking about it, quick trigger warning. We're going to be talking about diets, which one billion percent fucked up today. And so if that's not feeling good for you and you don't want to hear about... The actual what's inside the diet, like the in- the instructions, they're ridiculous, by the way. They're ridiculous. So if that's not feeling good for you today, then just a heads up to, to maybe go and uh, do something else or watch something else. Yeah, totally. I feel like this is important because we are going to be getting into the ridiculous specifics of a couple of different things that we've seen recently. This is January. We're being inundated with the worst of the worst in terms of diet ads. And we both came across a couple of things that we just could not believe were real. And so that we're unpacking some of that today as well as like getting into some of the, you know, the feedback from some of you in terms of what's the most ridiculous thing that you've ever seen or done as it relates to dieting. And so yeah, just reiterating, you know, if you're in eating disorder recovery, if you find this stuff triggering or it's going to make you want to actually restrict food or do any of that, then tune out, please. Tune out. You said it wrong. You said tune with T-O-O-N, Summer. It's C-H-U-N-E. Tune out. Like a British but- person. <laughs> Hello. They sound phonetically, they're different. Yeah. <laughs> you say tune and I say tune. 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 Uh, please tune out. Tune out. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, Summer, tell us the first thing that you found that you were like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. So, I saw a couple of people posting about this. It was something called 75 Hard, which, you know, just off the bat, you kind of get a feeling that it's like going to be 75 days, obvious. And it, it uh, makes me think, when I think 75 Hard, it just makes me think of an erection. It just makes me think of a penis. <laughs> I was thinking about hard poo, but that's because oh. my child is with a lot of constipation. So you do the you do the hard poop. I'll go for the hard dick. I'd rather have a hard dick than a hard poop. I don't know. <laughs> your preferences. You do what you do. You summer if you want to have a hard hard poop. That's great. <laughs> anyway, so seventy five hard. Yeah. So I looked into it and it's essentially, it is 75 days. So there's no, (laughs) it's pretty obvious. And it's, you follow a diet, you get to pick your own diet, but it has to be strict. So flexible. So flexible. Oh my God. Loving it so far. Yeah. And you know, it's, and then, okay, let me go through the rules first and then, yeah. So yeah, you have to pick a diet and no cheat days, not even one. Otherwise you have to go back to day one and start all over. In addition to that, it's you work out not once a day, twice a day, every day for 75 days. One of those must be outdoors. What? It doesn't matter what the weather is. What's that because- got to do with it? What the heck has that got to do with anything? And who is able to do this? People without jobs? Two workouts <laughs> a day? For 45 minutes each. What? So 
you know, you think an hour and a half plus like, you know, whatever to get ready for it, to finish it, to shower. And like, yeah, you're pretty much investing your whole day, your life. And like, you don't sleep, <laughs> which is why there's no sleep rule. I'm assuming. <laughs> Cause you're just working um, out. Pumping out. Yeah. 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 And no, no, I'll, I'll circle back to this after, but this is actually like when I had an eating disorder, this is kind of what I did. And so that's why this is like so horrible because, but I couldn't even keep this up. Like I could never even do it this many days in a row. Like it was like, you know, a couple days a week or something. But the reason why it has to be outside is because you can't always control things in your life, like the weather. And so it's about building up mental toughness. That's what this is about. It's, oh. it's like a mental thing. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Science. Sounds scientific. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Okay. Makes total sense. Sarcasm. Yes. Continue. <laughs> no, no cheat meals, no alcohol. You have to drink a gallon of water a day. Why? Why? Where does this fucking water shit come from, Summer? Well, you're probably going to be pretty thirsty if you're working out for an hour and a half. This is true. This is true. This is true. So maybe that's what it is. It's like, you're going to be fucking exhausted. You're going to be so tired from all the working out. You're not going to be able to eat. You'll just be able to lie on your sofa and drink that gallon of water because that's all you're going to be able to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to read 10 minutes of a nonfiction book. No audiobooks allowed. What? <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Nonfiction, nonfiction, nonfiction. Yeah, Why? so, yeah, Why? so like a self help, like. Okay, so fiction books are inferior. Fiction books are not going to help you lose weight. And audiobooks are not going to help you lose weight. But nonfiction, that is where the shit is. Read that nonfiction book. You're going to be thin as fuck. Makes sense. Here's the kicker is that they, they claim, am I, like, I don't, I'm not going to say this person's name. <laughs> Random meathead is what we'll go with. Um, it, they say that this is not actually about weight loss. And yet one of the last, the final rule is you have to take a transformation picture every day. <laughs> Oh, I see. Make that it's not about weight loss. Make mm. any sense mm. at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. taking pictures. Wow, <laughs> I love it when they're like, "Not about weight loss. We're anti diet, but eat fucking nothing. Work out seventy five hours a day, and take pictures of your body every single day. Not about weight loss. Not about weight loss. It's like it's like it's almost like they think if they whisper the word weight loss." then uh, if they don't, then people are going to be like, oh, this is all about health. And, you know, they're going to get under the radar of, of the bullshit radar. But lucky we're here to decode it. Although I don't think this one summer needed that much decoding that it's a bullshit. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty obvious. And like what I found so shocking about this, like, so, you know, I've done my fair share of diets. I've done them all. And, you know, usually there's like, you know, they're like, 21 days, 30 days. It's almost like someone came in and was like, yeah, I'm just going to pick a random number and like make this into a thing. And this is literally like an eating disorder. This isn't like, this is like a prescription for an eating disorder. Like if someone came to me and they said, this is what I'm doing, I would probably refer them to like a, an eating disorder clinic or a specialist because this is so beyond, like this is beyond, you know, kind of a typical diet. This is like really putting your body into this 
extremely stressful state of deprivation. And the idea that like, what happens after day 75? Like, then what, you know, like, if you have any, like, your body's not going to stay at that weight. No way. And even if and 75 is the shortest amount of days it could be because, you know, you get into day 30 and you eat some food or don't go and work out in the snowstorm and you have to go back to day one. So 75 is the minimum amount of days that that they're saying you need to do this bullshit. Yeah. And then what? Like, I just, I mean, I feel bad. I don't want to say I pity people, but like, we both know the outcome of this. <laughs> you are either getting an eating disorder and staying that way, or you are, your body's going to like really backfire on you and you're going to just feel like an absolute failure and feel even worse. And how like, oh, just even the fucking reading thing, like saying this, that certain type of reading is more superior to another type of reading. It's like things that should bring you pleasure or fun or, you know, education, even that's being judged. And so what are you left with? Like when you, when you stop this, this ridiculousness, then you're left with being like, I'm a piece of shit because I only drank three quarters of a gallon of water and I listened to an audio book for an hour. So I'm a piece of shit, you know, because I'm not doing this hard 75 bollocks. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I I mean, it just, it goes to show that, you know, although some days I feel like we're making some headway with the message of, you know, you don't need to diet and diets are really harmful and, and all this other stuff. You see something like this and you see how things just keep getting more extreme, you know, like it's like, what's next? It's going to be like a hundred days and then it's going to be, you know, 365 days. And then, you know, it's just like the obsession just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And obviously this person is only going to likely in some capacity profit off of this ultimately and profit off of the fact that people fail and think that they have to keep coming back and starting over from day one because they're not tough enough and all this other bullshit. Mm. And Summer, this guy, this delightful human being, do we know anything about his potential political leanings? This is very superficial research. I mean, I'm going to wager to bet that they are leaning to a different side than we are. <laughs> oh, is it? I think, could they be that they're a Trump supporter, Summer? I couldn't believe it. I, couldn't believe. I, I, couldn't I believe. feel there might be some alignment there. Definitely some anti-vax propaganda. Love a bit of the anti-vax stuff. Yeah, just, mm-hmm, it's amazing, amazing. Am- this, You know that I'm on the dating scene, Summer. You've told me all about him. I want to meet him. Can you introduce me? <laughs> I just, I'm actually like afraid that I just, I'd rather, I don't even want to say the person's name because I just. I mean, you know, could you imagine if he had person looks angry all the time. Oh, he looks angry and hungry. Aw. Because he's fucking hungry and tired and he's in math. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a bear coming out of hibernation. Oh my <laughs> God. And so you, did you, did you have this advertised to you? No, I saw it like in a couple of places like mentioned. And so I, I was like, Ooh, what is this? No, it, it wasn't advertised to me. My advertising settings are pretty locked down. Oh, really? What's your, um, do you have like a trick so that you're not advertised with all this bullshit? I was just going to check my settings in social media, like every once in a while. And then like always like report things as misleading or scam or uh, violent and 
I don't know. Do you still you still get ads for this stuff all the time? I do, or? but less because I changed my gender to male on Facebook. Oh, isn't that interesting? Uh-huh. And now I get like some cool ads for like, you know, meat and leather and shit like that, you know. So I'm like, okay, maybe that's why I started re- eating meat again recently, Summer. <laughs> I've been advertising it because I was a vegetarian for like eight years. And recently I started eating meat because it just popped into my head of, I want to eat meat. And maybe it's because I've been advertised to by. Oh my meat. gosh, that's hilarious. Yeah, my husband gets ads for so many cooler things than me. But when that iOS went through the updates, I left it so they could track me for the specific purpose that I wanted to be advertised things that I'm actually interested in instead of just random stuff that they think like a 40 year old woman would want, which so that probably helps because I don't go to like any of the websites that would have, you know, diets on them. Yeah. But you know what, though, I was reading about how advertisement works and it's a lot of it is where you go physically and who you spend time with. And so say if you went to your mum's house and your mum uses a certain brand of toothpaste and she bought it on her loyalty card. And so it's trapped on her loyalty card and you went to her house and spent a week there, then you're more likely to get an advertisement for that toothpaste pace come up on your feed. And so probably because neither of us are really spending that much time with dieters, we don't get a lot of that stuff coming up. But we probably do interact with them on social media affairs, maybe. I don't know. It helps that I'm a recluse. (laughs) (laughs) You don't even have any friends, Summer. I'm not even your friend. I'm just here out of pain. You're my only friend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Should we talk about what you saw? Yeah. So the I was targeted with an advertisement and I was just so fucking excited because when I saw it, I was like, what is this shit? So the advertisement I saw was a video of people smiling like really big smile and then putting something on their arm. And when they put the thing on their arm, they, they winced. They always like ah, through the smile, like a wince. And I was like, what is this? And it was like, lose weight with science. And so I had a look into it and I discovered that diet culture has stolen a diabetes tool. And so a diabetes management tool that people who are diagnosed with diabetes is called a continuous glucose monitoring system, CGM, continuous glucose monitoring. And what it is, it's a... um, a patch where a needle is inserted into your skin and your blood glucose levels are monitored. And a wonderful piece of equipment for people who have diabetes, really important because some people will use it because they might have a hard time monitoring their blood sugar levels for whatever reason, or maybe are not able to communicate what their blood sugar levels are doing. And also it's just nice to have that as a source of information for people who have diabetes, because the results of not knowing what's going on with your blood sugars, if you have diabetes is, you know, you could potentially die or have have uh, uh, bad side effects. So diet culture saw this shit and was like, oh, how can we use this to make money and tell people that, that they need to have it? And so I've been poking around the website, which means that I've been getting so many of their adverts now, which is really fucking annoying. They're like, oh, they're so close to buying. I'm like, no, bitch. I am so, so far away from buying. <laughs> yeah. And with this is with this tracking device 
diabetic people have been using it for years. And, and just an FYI, it's cost prohibitive for a lot of diabetic people because it's expensive, especially in uh, North America. And so you think, okay, so there's probably a lot of good evidence to show that this helps with weight loss. What do you reckon, Summer? Uh, I'm going to go with no for $100. No, no for $100. Some of you are correct. Of course, there isn't any evidence to show this is going to help people lose weight. What it will help you lose, though, is a shit ton of money because for two weeks, the first two weeks costs you $175. And so that's 350 bucks a month to have this thing stuck on your arm, monitoring your glucose levels. And so what they're saying this does is it will tell you when you are allowed to eat and when you have to exercise. And so, you know, the whole using external cues to to work out when you should eat and force you to exercise is always so great for your mental health. Always so good for your mental health. It's uh, a great use of time. Say that again. I said it's a great use of time. It is. <laughs> and it tells you, guess how often it tells you what your blood glucose levels are? Is it like every three hours? Try every 15 minutes. Oh, <laughs> Every fucking 15 minutes, they are telling you what to do. And so, yeah, I just had a quick look around their website to see, you know, all of the science that they've got. And I just wanted to give you the beginning of, of an article that I, I read. And I want you to maybe somewhere you can give me a little kind of shout out of a bullshit when you hear something which doesn't sound like it is backed up with evidence. And anyone listening, if you want to give a, I don't know, some type, I don't know, some type of emoji, like a, a shit sound or something, when you hear... There's a poo one. Yeah, there's a poo there's one. A poo yeah. one. When you hear something from this little... It's, it's just a little thing. Why? This isn't the title of it. How glucose tracking can effectively manage your weight is, is the name of it. So get re settle in for story time. Remember, Summer, shout out when you hear a little bit of bullshit. If you only remember one point from this article, let it be this. Being a healthy weight helps us live longer. <laughs> Happier That's lives. My, That's my bullshit horn. Yeah. <laughs> happier lives. Would you say that you're happier than me because, because of your weight, Summer? No. <laughs> Losing extra weight is proven to reduce cancer and heart disease. No, no, that's yeah. going to be a... And guess what? Losing weight increases focus and energy. Yeah, that's going to be a no. <laughs> that's going to be one. Though we often take up weight loss for surface reasons, who doesn't want to look better? <laughs> right, girls? It's long-term wellness that keeps us going. Being a healthy weight feels good. Thankfully, we now have a tool to cut through confusion built into various weight loss programs. Better than even, better than even calorie counting. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a low bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we can choose the best path to weight loss. I mean, like just to think, this is the start of this, this thing saying how you can effectively manage your weight. I mean, if they had found something to make fat people thin, 
this would be world breaking, like massive, massive news because there is not one single scientific study to show any type of diet works. And so if a group of scientists had found something that worked, that would be huge news, huge news. But, you know, they're not they're not mentioning any of the science that they've got because they don't have any science. Yeah. And so that is what that is about. But you know what, Summer, something that gave me great happiness was the Facebook comments. Hands down, when you said that to me, I was like, thank goodness. Again, it shows that some things are changing. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah, because I tagged you in it and I was like, look at this bullshit. And then I looked at the other comments and everyone was like, what the fuck is... Not everyone, like I'd say 80% of people. A lot of the top comments were people saying like, this is for people with diabetes. Like I have type 1 diabetes. There's no way, like no one wants to wear this thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, If your pancreas is doing its job... You don't need this. It's like, yeah, so a lot of people were really, really mad. The only upside I see to a device like this is if there's more in production, then it might lower the cost for people with with diabetes. And that's the only upside. And so, I mean, if rich people want to spend a gajillion dollars on this thing, I mean, go for it. I mean, it's not going to be great, but yeah. So there's one thing that I wanted to mention because some people in the comments were like, Oh, well, it's a good thing because if you can monitor your blood glucose to see if you might develop diabetes, like, you know, the diagnosis of pre-diabetes. Have you got any Uh thoughts on that, Summer? Yeah, I think that I'm not the expert on that. I have like a podcast episode coming up with a couple experts on that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But from what I understand... The likelihood, if you have that, is it's not like super high that you're actually going to develop diabetes. And diabetes is so much of it is genetic. And therefore, like, I, I don't think this tool is really the, the answer to, you know, trying to either manage, like t- trying to prevent it. I think there's other ways that are going to be a lot more economical and sustainable. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And I always thought like with pre-diabetes, I was like, oh, okay, well then, you know, that's probably a good indicator that you're probably, it's probably, you know, it's probably going to develop into diabetes. But according to the CDC, fewer than, okay, let's do a little guess. What percentage of people who are diagnosed with pre-diabetes do we think develop into type 2 diabetes? Isn't it like 7% or something like that? Lower. Is it? Is it five? Lower. Is it three? Lower. Is it one? Fewer than 2% of people with the pre-diabetes diagnosis develop type 2 diabetes according to CDC, according to the CDC. Oh, wow. Okay. Isn't that nice? And it's the same with the BMI. You know how the BMI categories overnight was changed? The categories for what classifies someone as having diabetes and not having diabetes, same thing. Drug companies were like, let's make some more money from these motherfuckers. Same thing, lowered the categories. And that's what it is. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. What I found so ridiculous about this is like, like what's next? Like, is it that you're just going to have 
you know, like wires attached to your head and like a heart monitor. Like, do you want to be treated as if you're ill when you're not (laughs) to try to prevent illness? Like, I just don't get like, I mean, I, I understand why people buy this because you want to like, you know, like I said, the desire to lose weight is like an innocent response to living in the, the culture that we live in. And it's like, you know, what's next? Like if you have to monitor something every 15 minutes, like what, what else? You have to track all your steps. You have to load all your food into a thing. Like, like there, we're literally being treated like we're robots when none of this stuff actually has any validity to it. And people were just existing <laughs> just fine before all of this, all of this stuff came along, but it's all just capitalizing on people's fear, like people's fear of gaining weight, people's fear of, you know, being fat and all this stuff. And it's like, it's just, it's really predatory. Like it's ultimately really predatory. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all this like biohacking trend as well of, of I have control, I have ultimate control over my health. And if I biohack myself and my health well enough, then I'll live forever for as, you know, as long as I can. But the truth is, most of our health is completely out of our control. And it's to do with a socioeconomic status. It's to do with the color of our skin. It's to do with our, our sexual orientation, our exposure to guns, so many different things, but you don't see health companies being like, do you know what? We're going to make you healthy by trying to end racism because they are going to make their money. It's going to make them lose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who, who are they trying to make healthy here? Like people who obviously have the resources to pay $350 a month to invest in something like this, let alone like all the other stuff that you probably have to invest in to try to, you know, whatever it's like the superfoods or, you know, supplements and all these other things. And like, it's really ultimately just using so much time and energy that could be dedicated to other endeavors. You know, like when I was a chronic dieter, it was a full-time job. It was literally like a full-time job on top of my full-time job. That's all I did. And if you, you know, now that I don't have that, it's like, you don't realize how much time and energy goes, goes into that and, and how, how much that takes away from, from really living. It's like what you want to be like so healthy and extend your life, but for what to spend more time tracking stuff? Like what is that living? Like, is that, is that the life that we want? I mean, not for me, not for me, not for me either. It sounds like a load of dog shit. And those two nasty ass diets can what? Suck our swinging tits. (laughs) For sure. So when I was reading about this thing, I admit that there was a little part of me that was like, ooh, maybe this would work. Why do you think that is, Summer? Maybe this time it'll be different. It's the shiny object syndrome is what you what you called it, right? Like, And this is the thing. It hits that dopamine. It's like, ooh, maybe this time will be different. And it gives you that sense of like potential hope. And that's what's so deceptive about it. Yeah, because imagine like... If, you know, me, I don't know, five, 10 years ago, if I had 350 bucks to spare, I can imagine myself being like, oh my God, it's only 350 bucks and then I'll be thin and then I'll find a great boyfriend and then I'll get a great job and then I'll be walking down the street and just feeling so confident, 350 bucks, it's nothing. And that hope of, 
what could that buy me? But now, thank fuck, I feel able to decode this bullshit and kind of sift through all of that language to say, is it? Is is it? Because I don't think so. I'm not so sure that it is. Yeah. And I understand. I mean, and like, here's the thing is that you, you've been doing this for a long time. I've been doing this for a long time. And, but it's still like, there's still like that little, like, maybe, you know, maybe. And I totally, I probably would have worn that thing back in the day because I would have thought that was like the answer, you know, like the one thing that's finally going to help me like, you know, lose the weight once and for all. And it's just like, it's a shame that there's always going to be something new like this probably in our lifetime. I may not hope not, but yeah. And I think the, the one thing, the one thing that I am, I always go back to is, is what evidence do we have? What long-term evidence do we have? Because uh, the articles that I was reading by this company and similar companies were, oh, we tracked people for a week. We tracked people for two weeks and it showed that they lost weight and the golden like number that we want to look at is three to five years minimum and so has this product been around for minimum three to five years with follow-up results with also tracking data from people who fell off who didn't finish the diet because their bodies were like I don't, this is not for me, not because that they were bad or lazy or anything like that. Because a lot of the times diet companies will say, oh, we've got an 80% success rate of the two people who stayed around from the study out of the 100 people. And the study was three weeks long. And so, so just do a very little look, a very short, quick look into the science will make you know, like, oh, is this good science or is this a load of bullshit? Yeah. And I think it's easy to think that like, maybe you'll be that one person, (laughs) you know, like maybe I'll be that one person, but I think you have to look at your own personal history too. What has your experience been with it? What have you done before? Knowing that none of those failures or like the lack of success with those diets was your fault. I mean, it's like the reason why they drop those people out of the studies, they blame it on, they make it like a personal responsibility thing, but really it's because your body is biologically wired to fight back against it. And you're not meant to stay in a a state of, of, of restriction. And it's like, it's a lifetime membership. Like if you start that, you have to keep that up for the rest of your life. If you want to stay that way. And even then you probably won't. It's like, it's not just like, it's never a short term thing. It's never 30 days. It's never 75 days. It's never, you know, two weeks. It's all, it's like, you're you're like, you'd have to do that for the rest of your life. And I think that's a thing, something to really ask yourself. It's like, do I want to do that? Can I do that? And 95% of people aren't going to be able to do that because their body's just going to fight back. And the other 5% are probably going to have an eating disorder. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would be in that kind of percent who's like, I remember when I was on fucking Weight Watchers, I was one of the people who would weigh people in Weight Watchers. And I was like, all these other people can't lose weight because they're so fucking lazy. Not like me. I'm dedicated. I'm desperate to be thin. So I would do anything. But yeah, that's fine. I would have done anything. But my body was like, bitch, I don't fucking think so. And so I didn't have that control to be able to do that because my brain. No, no. And if you did, it would have meant you had an eating disorder, which is not okay, you know? So, So I see it like if you don't complete a diet, your brain is so fucking magical and strong and incredible that it saved you from this thing. 
So I don't see it as failing at all. I, I, I see it as, as people having really cool bodies and brains. So yeah, your body is trying to protect you. And isn't that an amazing thing that it was trying to do that for you? hundred percent. Yeah. Did you get any feedback on like ridiculous diets from no. the audience? People, I asked my audience about ridiculous diets. Everyone said the grapefruit diet. And I think that's what your people said too. Which is funny because it's like what I never did, but... <laughs> I, I hate grapefruit. It's too, it's too bitter for me. So yeah, but that is a pretty ridiculous, I think like that's the cornerstone of shit diets, right? Not that there are any good diets, but it's like the kind of the celebrity of shit diets, you know? It's like, it's got longevity. It was like, you know, the Dick Clark of diets or whatever. I don't know who that is, but you know, it's got Dick in the name. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Yeah, I had to I had to look it up because I was like, just mean eating grapefruit, or it was like, no, but it's like grapefruit with every meal, which I feel would give me a yeast infection. So oh. <laughs> I, just... I thought it was just eating grapefruit. It's not eating grapefruit, no. You have to eat it with no, every meal. It's, it's like, well, I did a quick Google search, and it, there's many variations of it. It's been around since the 30s, but it's I think it's like a very low calorie diet with the addition of grapefruit every meal, like drinking and eating. I, I believe it's magic. Yeah, sounds magic. Just like I can like feel my mouth. Oh now, oh yeah, now I can too. I, on my teeth, you know. Yeah, no, I, I like grapefruit, to, but not. Doesn't sound fun to me. Yeah, I'm not. I don't want to. Like I like grapefruit, but not. Not no, thank you. <laughs> no. Have you ever done any ridiculous diets? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so many, so many. But the, I made up one myself at one point in time where I was basically just like I tried to replace all these foods with broccoli. <laughs> Just used to, I was eating like bowls full of broccoli. Well, like, so you'd have like broccoli on toast and like. No, 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 no. It was just like, instead of like having like pasta with dinner, I would have broccoli. Like it was just like, and I don't even know why. Like I, I just remember it was this thing where I was like, I'm doing the broccoli diet. Like I made it up myself. You just made it up. So it was before I was going the, to. Um, you could have had like broccoli as a new grapefruit. I mean, you needed to push this. You could have been the new fancy diet. I could make like millions of dollars probably, right? I should probably do that. You should no. do that. I mean, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was before I was going to Ibiza in, in, when I was like 23. And I was like so determined to like be, this was in the generation of like, you know, when Friends was on TV and like Paris Hilton and like people were like rail thin. Like that was like the standard, right? And anyways, it didn't work out, so... What? <laughs> so don't try that at all. Shame, shame, shame. What at that time was the culture in Canada to have loads of shows of people going to like Ibiza, you know, Spanish places and flash their tits. Was that a big thing? If in England it was. Because at that oh, same yeah, time you, you show tits on TV a lot more there. I don't believe Eve, that what I think there were elements of that. Like I remember there was a show with Tara Reed, which was like it was called like Wild On with Tara Reed. Oh, well, Wild On was a show, okay, and then there was like I, Wild On with Tara Reed. There was a lot of that because I remember because I was I'm a few years younger than you, and so I remember at that time I wasn't quite yet like 18, so maybe I was like 15, and being watching all of those shows, being like as an adult, you have to go to Ibiza and you have to flash your tits for the boys. And I just remember being like, I need to get like surgery to become thin so I can flash my tits at the boys. Cause that's what it is to be an adult. Like I just thought it was an inevitable part of my life that most of the time I'd be flashing my tits while on a bus with a camera crew. 
and it's not yet happened. That was a real early 2000s, like late 90s, like thing was, was like, like flashing. But you know what? I never saw it when I was there. I never did it myself. So what's the craziest or the most ridiculous uh, one that you've done? Most of mine were, were pretty mainstream. But the one that I remember doing is thinking, because I was still very young, that to lose weight, your food had to have no flavor. And so I remember almost only exclusively eating boiled pasta and nothing else, no sauce on it, because I thought the lack of flavor is what made you thin. And so it made no sense, but dieting makes no sense. And obviously I was, I was fat. So yeah, that one. Oh my. And that just sounds like so awful. Like it's just so awful to do that. Oh yeah. And I was still in my mind, pasta is kind of like just such a boring food. And now I've just made that connection. I know why. Is because of that. Oh, interesting. Yeah, we're like, why would you have pasta? It's so boring. But there's actually lots of delicious pasta. So, oh yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. wow. Should we wrap it up then? Yes, let's wrap it up because I'm going to go dog sitting some doggies, and you're going to go not not dog sitting, not human sitting because it's your child. So yeah, you would you just say called being a parent? That's what it's called. Forgot the words. You go be a parent. I go be a dog sitter. So where can people find you, Summer? People can find me at thebodyimagecoach.com or anywhere at Summer In and In, but you can get a free 10 day body confidence makeover at my website, which is thebodyimagecoach.com. What about you, Vinny? Uh, well, you can find me at fiercefatty.com. My podcast is Fierce Fatty. And if you go onto fiercefatty.com, the first thing you'll see is get the Fierce Fatty Body Love Roadmap. Press the button to download it. There you go. Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt. Perfect. Oh, I have a podcast called Eat the Rules too. Thank you. No one wants to know about your fucking podcast, Summer. Jesus. Stop <laughs> trying to get people to <laughs> We know you have zero listeners to your podcast. <laughs> it's not true. Summer has like a gajillion listeners. <laughs> well, it's been so lovely. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks I for tuning that... in, everyone who came live. I'm surprised when I see people listening live. I'm like, hello, people. Hi. Hello, hello. So, yeah, thanks for, for listening, everybody. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode in two weeks. Rock on. All right. You can find all the links and resources mentioned in this episode at summerinandin.com forward slash 223. We've got some other death to diet rebroadcasts coming your way over the next couple of weeks. They are amazing. So fun to record these ones. And yeah, thank you so much for listening here today. I'll talk to you next time. Rock on. I'm Summer Inanin, and I want to thank you for listening today. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Summer Inanin. And if you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts, search Eat the Rules, and subscribe, rate, and review this show. I would be so grateful. Until next time, rock on.